The CFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome to a longer, wider field. There's Chad Johnson, he's got it! And Ocho Cinco has touched down in Canada! Welcome to the Waggle. I think Nick Dembski just got tipped. Hey, thank you, man. He just got a tip from the fans. That's his center to go back in the end zone, isn't it? Welcome to the Rouge. Down the sideline goes Ellingson. He's going to score. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Welcome to Three Down Football. Welcome to the CFL Gambling Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and CFL Jim. We are back. Playoff edition of the CFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He is Justin Mark. I am Rod Gomez, and we are here again to break down what is going to be the most pivotal week, pivotal, pivotal weekend as we head into the Grey Cup Finals in a couple of weeks. Justin, baby, this is your first ever cfl playoff season i i am jealous because you get to experience this for the first time and, and i'm a hardened veteran of this yeah i'm i'm stoked it's gonna be great um looking at the weather these games couldn't be different weather wise this weekend so yeah i'm stoked to watch some good football um it's playoffs everybody shows up in the playoffs or anyways they're supposed to right so this should be some good some good games here we have seen some fantastic cold weather CFL playoff games. And I know that, you know, in in the winter, we talk about it with the NFL as well. But I don't know. The romanticism of it all is not there as much as it is in the CFL playoffs. I mean, yeah, we like to see snow on the ground. We like to see the ice bowl and all that other stuff. But I think the the postseason just adds that extra touch of of you know just excitement when it comes to the cfl because cold weather games in the nfl you're like yeah whatever but cold weather games in the cfl that's what dreams and legends are made of you know it's like part of their culture cold <laughs> weather is. football you know <laughs> it is and yet they start in june so yeah. you know that, that just it goes to show you the the canadian mentality but uh yeah so we've got two games this weekend four teams playing obviously two teams are on a bye and uh, that is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Toronto Argonauts. They will sit and watch as the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Montreal Alouettes battle it out for the East, and the Stamps and the Lions battle it out for the West. No crossover team this year, so you are once again without, you've never seen a crossover uh, in nope. your existence of, of a CFL fan. <laughs> so good for you. You get to see the way nature intended it, and that's two East teams battling out and two West teams battling it out. But... As we as we go into the playoffs, let's talk about the season just in general. What what was your favorite part overall? Just kind of of going back and thinking about this first season of of you watching the CFL. Gosh, there's so much. Um, you know, just seeing the differences because I mainly have watched NFL, CFL, or 
sorry, college football, um, USFL. And so then just seeing the differences in the, in the bigger field, the, the waggle, the rouge, er, all of that. And then, um, really just, so I kind of really researched players before the season to kind of decide, you know, who I was going to root for and things like that. And just to see how Nathan Ork came out and was playing at the beginning of the season and just how good he was and how much he exceeded everybody's expectations. I think probably even BC fans. Um, and so, yeah, just seeing that was great. Obviously it sucked that he got injured, but I, I'm stoked that he's back for the playoffs. I mean, cause he played so well, he deserves that. He deserves to play in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's going to. He's going to get his shot. He's going to figure out whether or not uh, he can get this Lions team across the goal line. Again, this has been the the Bombers and the Stamps have pretty much owned this West Division for the better part of the last decade. So to see the Lions compete, we, and we always say it, it's always good when every year every team is competitive and every team has a shot. And honestly, almost every team did have a shot going up into it but it's it's better when the lions are competitive it's better uh you know when when the all the east is able to make the playoffs and there's no west uh, crossover the game's just better that way so yeah this is going to be definitely interesting to watch that storyline progress for the lions they are at home again against the stampeders but uh it starts though on sunday of course this is the the one part of the the cfl season that's a little bit frustrating is when it bumps up against nfl season so uh, but that's okay because CFL postseason, uh, I'll put that little carrot mark over NFL regular season <laughs> any that's day. Right. Uh, but it does begin Sunday at 1 o'clock with the Hamilton Tiger Cats taking on the Montreal Alouettes. Alouettes at home, surprisingly favored by two and a half, three points, depending on where you're getting your lines from. I know this opened up at two and a half across the board. So uh, obviously the Tiger Cats got a, a hook bump at plus three now in, in some spots. So. Uh, you know, the Hamilton Tigers cats coming off of their win against the Ottawa red blacks last week. Oh, so devastating. <laughs> Another home loss, Justin. I know. I, I thought they were going to get one for you. I thought they were going to finally get their home win. It felt like it the first half, yeah. right? The first half was for like, sure. here we go. We're on it. And then, uh, of course their second half team did not come out and do the things they were doing in the first half. I mean, where this isn't a red blacks podcast, but I don't know what where the gas got let off of, buddy, but I, I was a little disappointed to not see that same team take the field in the second half. Oh, for sure. So, uh, But again, the Ticats are coming off of that win against the Red Blacks and the Alouettes coming in with their win uh, against the Toronto Argonauts. This one was a slugfest. They, they won 38-33, but this one did not come easy. No, not at all. And, and you wonder how much the, you know, kind of that emotional victory will affect going into this week. And another storyline that I feel like we haven't really heard enough about is Hamilton's on a four-game win streak. They started this season three and nine and really turned it around towards the end of the season there. Their last loss against Montreal. Well, and they haven't won against Montreal this season. They've lost both of their games, and that's the thing. You're right. They are on a four-game win streak, uh, and they've also won five out of their last six. Of course, that last loss being the Alouettes, <laughs> but in that span, they've beaten three Western teams. They beat Winnipeg, they beat Saskatchewan, they beat Calgary. Obviously, they beat Ottawa twice, but you know, by and large, those three West Division wins, it's not easy for an East team to beat a West Division team. And you, I mean, this is your first season watching, but even you could pick up on that, uh, yeah. that, that for some reason, the West is, is more dominant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is very lopsided. Um, 
but you know, I, I think the uh, they're going to show a little different going going forward here. I, I feel like they were getting some momentum going. <laughs> well, and of course, full disclosure: the Tie Cats are Justin's team. Uh, but even still, like we can make rational decisions about it. Uh, so in this, I, I assume you're going to go ahead and take Hamilton on the road, right? I mean, you sound like you're leaning that way. I am. I think they just, they're coming in with this, this good win streak. Um, they might have some of the most momentum of any of the teams right now because they've just put together four really good football games. And like you said, their last two against Montreal, they lost. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Um, for whatever reason, whether it's a, a great team against a bad team, it's just hard to beat them three times in a row. So, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely leaning Hamilton plus three and I'm taking them on the money line as well. It's, I think we're going to see a good battle of some wide receivers that don't get talked about enough. I mean, Tim White leads the league in receptions with 94, but right behind him, Montreal's Geno Lewis has 91. So, um, yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. Hamilton's offense does average 10 more yards per game, and I think their defense is better. So that's why I'm going to go with Hamilton. It's tough for me, given that I know Trevor Harris's postseason woes. Like, I, I, I've i seen it. I've watched it firsthand. Like, I, I know how this goes. I, I've seen this storybook. I know how it ends, and yet I still feel very, very sneaky about it all. And yet, here's the thing. Last season... The uh, Tie Cats did pull out the win in the postseason against Montreal, having split the series season uh, with the the Tie Cats. So, I mean, with Montreal rather. So, I mean, if we're looking back at history, yeah, they, they haven't been able to beat them in the last couple of years in the in the postseason. So, this was it. This was the game that kind of catapulted the Tie Cats into the Grey Cup uh, matchup against Winnipeg, and and sort of solidified their standing, I suppose, in the East. So. You can't count out the tie cats. You honestly can't. And like you said, the biggest factor for them is momentum. That that winning streak looms large. Whereas Montreal's sort of been back and forth. I mean, they lost against the Red Blacks, won against the Red Blacks, lost against the Argos, uh, won against the Argos. So they're sort of back to back at this point, just how they're performing. Now, the home team kind of gives me a little bit more of a of a pause, but at the same time, I mean, I think this Thai Cats team is feeling themselves quite a bit, and they want to make another run. I mean, they want to prove that they can compete with the, these Western teams when they get there. So um, they have a chance, right? I mean, I don't know if too many people yeah. gave them a chance, but they have a chance now. I know towards the uh, about the middle of the season, I was like, why did I pick this team? <laughs> As a Bears fan, maybe I was just used to uh, rooting for a bad team. So I thought, man, I picked one of the worst ones. And so the way they turned it around was was great to see. And so now it's, um, you know, I'm all in hoping that they can push back into the Grey Cup. I, I honestly don't know if they have the team to win it if they get there, but it'd be nice to see them compete in it. It's a little tough. It's a little tough to make a case for them to win it. Last year was probably their best chance to win it. They had a lot going on, and and I feel like last year might have been. But look, to be completely honest with you, this is not the fir- the the Tie Cats' first rodeo with uh with coming back from a bad start. Like they started zero and eight a couple of seasons ago, uh, and then June Jones took over as head coach, and then they finished off the season eight and zero. Uh, so they had a you know I mean not eight no um. Uh, they finished eight and nine or nine and or yeah. Yeah. But anyways, they, they didn't finish the same way they started uh, and, mm-hmm. and just made a good run out of it. So yeah, the tie cats definitely no strangers to coming back. So I gun to my head. I would probably say the tie cats are going to win this one, 
But again, I, I'm a little soft. Hamilton eight and ten on the year. Montreal nine and nine on the year. I feel like it's just Montreal and ha- and I know Trevor Harris. I know him too well, uh, and I don't know that that the postseason is going to be very kind to him once more. Uh, on the money line, we're looking at my about plus one twenty five, plus one thirty for the Tie Cats. Not too bad for the Montreal Alouettes, minus 150, 154. Uh, I don't feel like that's too overly expensive if you want to pay for it, but uh, I know I know Justin's money's on the tie cap money line. Absolutely. Got to take that plus money, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, all right, as far as the total's concerned, 48.5 seems conservative, uh, but, you know, again, these defenses are actually pretty good, so how are you feeling on this one? I, I like the over. I think this is going to be uh, a little bit more scoring than people think right away, um, especially at the beginning. I think it's going to start pretty fast before they maybe slow down a little bit. I, I'm feeling the over on this one. So in three, there are three games this season. Uh, the uh, the under has hit twice. Only once has the over hit, and that was 48 and a half, and that was uh, one of the weekends there of uh, August 20th. So and I misspoke earlier. I said that they haven't beaten uh, the the Alouettes this season. They did beat the Alouettes this season. They beat them that first game that they played uh, on the season. Just the last two, they haven't beat them. So, anyways, um, as far as the over, I feel you on this one. This is a playoff game, right? These guys, they're coming to play. Um, the fact that that Montreal does have their run game going the way they do, and they've got Geno Lewis. I, I still feel like they can score points. They're going to win? I don't know. But at least I feel like they can score points in the process. And Hamilton, we know, can score points. Those guys, for whatever reason, it just feels like they can score points at will. 35 against the Stamps, 30 against the Red Blacks, 48 uh, against Winnipeg uh, a few weeks ago. So they've been known to score some points. Toronto, Montreal even too, 38 points against the Argos last week, uh, 34 against the Red Blacks a couple weeks ago. So they can hold up their end of the bargain, and I think the Ticats can too. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, for this game, this is one of those games where I think both of them are glad that they're not meeting a West Division opponent. And really, Saskatchewan <laughs> would have been the only one that, that could have made that a possibility, but they've played so bad. And now you see the fallout, right? Everybody's going away. Jason Moss is gone. Like, Saskatchewan's about to clean house. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they need to. I think it's going to be good for the organization as a whole, just from what I saw this year. Yeah, and Cody Fajardo too. He's uh, he doesn't know. He's cleaning out his locker. He doesn't know whether or not he's going to come back or not. And <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of another team. Uh, can you think of another team that might need uh, Cody Fajardo services at this point? Only as a backup. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anybody else. I mean, uh, Ottawa continues to be that that uh, place where we say, well, why don't why doesn't this quarterback go here? Why? But they've got Masoli now, and that's locked up. So as long as he can stay healthy for a season. That that's a solution there. Toronto's already got McLeod Bethel Thompson. Ty Cats are in love with Dane Evans for better or for worse. Uh, Montreal, do they want to go Fajardo over or you know with over Harris? I don't think that's a possibility because Harris is still good. So yeah, yeah. And I don't know that any West Division team wants to wants to take a chance on him. So maybe Edmonton. That might be the yeah, only thing. True. So. I forgot about them. They're so bad. I <laughs> forgot about Edmonton. <laughs> oh, poor, so did Edmonton's fans. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to come back and talk about that West Division after the break because there is another game that's going to decide who gets to continue on to play for the Grey Cup. 
But before we do, let's ask you, are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play, you get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Also, be on the lookout for WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet, from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. You bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. President's State. Replay through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor jersey or an autographed Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. Here's what you do. Subscribe to youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Go comment on a video. Remember that each video you comment on is another chance to win. Turn on those notifications so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. That winner is going to be announced on Sunday's recap show. So hurry up, get in there, do it now. Don't miss that opportunity. So, Another team's not wanting to miss their opportunity. It is the Calgary Stampeders taking on those red-hot British Columbia Lions. All right, maybe not red-hot, but at 12-6, and six, <laughs> they definitely out uh, outkicked everybody's expectations of what was going to happen this season. Although the Stampeders, they actually salvaged a, a decent season at 12-6 and six themselves. They're not used to necessarily being... These tie in this situation playing in, they're usually the ones sitting there waiting for the next team to get there. But uh, Calgary managed to, to turn their season around and for better or for worse without Bo Levi Mitchell. It, it's just a weird thing. That's another veteran quarterback that's going to be looking for a home next year in Bo Levi Mitchell. And and for poor Cody Fajardo looking for a team, <laughs> you get a guy <laughs> like Bo Levi Mitchell on the market. Now what do you do? But anyways, uh, Calgary is coming to BC as two-point underdogs, two-and-a-half-point underdogs, wherever you're getting it from. But uh, BC Lions, man, Rick Campbell's got this team believing. And, and honestly, with Nathan Rourke back, I don't know if I see much of a path for Calgary to win this one. And this is going to be the cold game of the weekend. It's going to be seven degrees. So it's going to be very cold. Um, I don't know if you saw the news, but I saw a little leak. And this is all, you know, it sounds like it's all kind of hearsay, but it's been kind of leaked that the stamps are going to let go of GM John Huffnagel. I don't know if I said that right. And that Dave Dickinson will become the GM and head coach. So I wonder if that's a little too much going on while there's a playoff game looming. Um, it just, it seems like a lot. Wow. Huffnagel has been there for a minute. And, and I mean, look, if anybody's going to take over, it's going to be Dickinson. Like there's that, that does not surprise me at all. Like that's, that's sort of like the move. That if the only person that could probably even replace Huffnagel is is Dickinson. So and yes, you did say it correctly, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> so kudos to you. Uh, yeah. No, that that's kind of big news. And maybe maybe Bo Levi Mitchell sitting out the rest of that season maybe signaled a, a change in Calgary. And uh, it's strange because the Stamps like they've been perennially good for so long. It's just not even a question that the Stamps are going to be among the better teams in the West 
year in and year out. And so Huffnagel's been a huge part of building that. Like, you know, you have to be a CFL fan to know that uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you talk about the Stamps and, and Huffnagel. So it, it's definitely interesting. But I do understand if they're moving on from Bo Levi Mitchell, if they're moving on from, you know, a lot of what, what they've done over the last few seasons, then, yeah. But again, Dickinson, that's a no-brainer. He's, he's definitely been the heart and soul of this team for a long time anyways. Uh, and uh, he's not going anywhere, and now he's getting promoted. So good on him. Yep, for sure. So, yeah, I was looking at this game, and on paper, it looks like it's hard to pick. I mean, Calgary runs through Kadeem Carey, who we all know I'm a big fan of. Um, but, you know, who's only 28 yards behind him? He's the leading rusher. 28 yards behind him is BC's James Butler. And then when you look at the quarterbacks here, it's really not a comparison. Um, so we all know Zach Claros led the league in touchdown passes with 37. Second was Nathan Rourke with 25, and he missed half the season. That just shows you how good he is. Um, got a chance to kind of knock the rust off last week. He didn't play that whole game, but kind of knocked the rust off, got some reps in, um, said he felt good. I just, the way he has he played before that injury. I don't see any way BC doesn't ride the fact that he's back. The fact that they can be overwhelming on offense when he's clicking with the receivers. The fact that they do have still the second running back as far as yardage in the league. So yeah, I'm taking the lions on this one. I, I think they're going to kind of overwhelm Calgary. Yeah. You can't really put a whole lot of weight on what happened last week. As far as uh, Rourke coming back, obviously they wanted to ease him back in. It's not that they're going to throw him out for a full game. Uh, unfortunately for DFS purposes, they did not roll him out for a full game. I <laughs> thought they would. I thought they would give him at least a full, a full game to warm back up again. Uh, but they wanted to ease him back in and that's fine. I get it. I, I'm not, not really hating it. Yeah. They only scored nine points. Yeah. They only had not that much, uh, uh offense altogether, but I don't think that's indicative of what we're about to see. We're about to see a full-on, 100% full-court uh, press like we did back in August where the Lions and the the Stamps took it to 41-40 game. BC coming out with the win in that one. And it wasn't like it was that big of a difference either, too, in the second meeting where uh, BC came out with a 31-29 win in September. But, of course, we know that the the following game, Calgary ended up winning 25-11, to course that was just uh without nathan Rourke. so we are about to see one of those gigantically big matchups between uh jake mayer and nathan Rourke, two young quarterbacks that uh, i've started to make a name for themselves in this league and it's not that these defenses are bad justin it's just these offenses are really really good yeah absolutely um and the the weather doesn't scare me away from them uh putting up big points, especially Rourke. I mean, he played college ball at Ohio. He's used to playing in the cold. Yeah, well, and then BC's mostly uh, inside anyways, so that's that's not even going to be a factor True. as well. So, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely okay with uh, with picking this as being a high-scoring game, which, by the way, when I pull up the total uh, for this, it is set at 50. So even the books are saying to themselves, this is going to be a decently-scoring game. And still that seemed low to me. I saw that, and I went, really, only 50? <laughs> Well, I just read off to you that it's, you know, 41, 40 and, and, and those types of scores for these guys. And they are fully capable of doing that. And BC now, I don't know if they're underestimating Nathan Rourke or if they're just, uh, you know, saying that, that they're going to not necessarily put up as many because of last week. I don't know. I don't know what the bookmakers are thinking, but 
grab the over for sure. Yep, agreed. Um, as far as the money line is concerned, I don't know that they, they juiced it up enough for me to want, not want to take the Lions, which is, like I said, crazy because they came in as, as about two-point favorites, right? two-and-a-half-point favorites, the Lions at home. Um, the money line here is minus 140. That's about standard across the board for the Lions. About 120 is, is the best price that you can find for the Stampeders, but um, I'm not scared of this money line. No, not at all. It, it'd be interesting to see had Rourke played all season and kept up that momentum, how big of a favorite they would be. Because you you got to kind of weigh that it's still that team. Um, and so I, I definitely think it should the money line should be juiced more. They should be a bigger favorite. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the money line. I mean, negative 140, that's not that bad for a team that I'm pretty confident is going to win. Oh, for sure. And I'm, te- I'm, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions minus two and a half, too, because I don't think that this is going to be a one point game uh, like last time, only because they're either going to win or they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is a, mm-hmm. a, a game where if it's within a point or if it's within three points at the end, they're going for the, the, the win, right? And it's going to be a touchdown. It's going to be four points. It's going to be whatever. I don't think it's going to be one point like, uh, like the regular season. So, um, yeah, give me, give me the minus two and a half on BC. I'll take the money line. I'll definitely take the over on that as well. Nice trifecta going on there. But yeah, I, you know, honestly, I know that Rick Campbell can take teams to the Grey Cup because he did that with Ottawa, right? I mean, we we saw him do it with the Red Blacks. We saw him win uh, there too as well. So I think it'd be I think it'd be good for the Lions if Rick Campbell could do that for them too. And this is a far like better team record wise than than Ottawa was. But I still feel like. Ottawa was a better overall team. Ah, that's weird. If Nathan Rourke were on that Ottawa team, I think we'd have a twelve and six record too at that point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just weird. Uh, it's it's weird because when you see uh, your ex and they're more successful with their their new <laughs> their new bow, right? You get a little jealous. I, I think that's how I feel right now with the BC Lions. I love it. Great, great, uh, great comparison there. I'm like, why are you winning with them? You should have been winning with us. I, I feel like this is <laughs> this is not fair. Um, all right, well let's uh, let's recap what we've got going on. Uh, I think both of us are going to go ahead and take the the Hamilton Tiger Cats in this game. Um, go ahead and take those points. I don't take them. Oh, I don't know. Would you take them over over three and a half? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess you would, yep. right? Because if you're going to yeah. take them to win, you're going to take them at three and a half. So, yeah, go ahead. And yeah, take it. yeah. Go ahead and take it as far as you can up. Um, and then, of course, we all on the money line for the Thai Cats as well because that is plus money. Uh, we just talked about being on the BC Lions, both of us at minus two and a half as well. We'll take the money line there. We're not scared by it at minus one four. I even take it at one sixty, even if it goes there. Uh, overs on both playoff CFL tends to love itself scoring some points. So, um, and especially with Nathan Rourke back, it's kind of a no-brainer in, in the Calgary and, and Lions game, yeah? Agreed, yeah. Um, all right, Justin, any final thoughts on either one of these games? Any any words of wisdom you want to impart to betters as we start to wrap up the final, uh, uh, well, not the final show, but the playoff shows here? If you're confident in our bets and want to follow this, um, Hamilton money line and BC money line parlayed is plus 300. Ooh, I love so, that. I like it. Me too. Uh, yeah, get plus money for both of those money lines. That's that's a good, good bet right there. Um, all right. 
Well, then, we will go ahead and wrap it up for the... This is a shorter show because there's only two games, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> you get to go back to your day a little bit earlier. Uh, but still, good quality stuff. And again, Sunday, don't be afraid to throw the CFL on the main screen and let the NFL kind of take back seat in your in your second screen, as it were. You already know what the announcers are saying with the NFL. If, if you're <laughs> right. watching CFL, yeah, that, this has got to get to know it more. So put that on the main screen. This is playoff football, damn it. Uh, and a lot of such. those... NFL announcers, I don't want to hear anyways. So, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my mouth shut about some of the CFL broadcasters <laughs> because, as Thumper said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. So, uh, yeah, let's just say I have my favorites and I don't have my favorites at the same yep. time. <laughs> all right, Justin, as we close up shop, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at jmarkfootball. Indeed. He's got so much going on. That's the best place to find out where he's got stuff. NFL, CFL, doesn't even matter. Justin covers it, and you want to read it. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. As I continue to hit buttons, it just don't even need to be hit. You guys probably didn't hear that, but whatever. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Link in my bio to everything I got going on there, whether it's here, sportsbook review, whether it's in between media, whatever. It's there. Find it. Follow me. Follow the show at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to the app. Join the Discord at sg.pn slash Discord. So many ways to keep in touch with us. Please do so. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with the finals games to get into the Grey Cup. So much more fun. God damn, I love this time. Uh, anyways, until next time, enjoy three downs, everybody, and let it ride.